This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I, I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. Podcasts. Good morning, campers. It's the warm-up show with Alan Jerry. No longer the shortest show on WFAN. Now it's a tie. Oh, hi, Al here. Are we doing another five hours today, Eddie? I'm confused. Is it uh, one uh, hour or we're doing five or Boomer and Geo taking summers off, summer Fridays? Is this what we're doing from here Just on out? Just the one. Just the one last week. Okay. I di- oh, hi, CeeLo. CeeLo's here. Oh, good here. morning, Al. Hi. hi. Good morning. CeeLo is in for Jerry, who uh, took the day off to vacation during Tropical Storm Fay. <laughs> he wanted to really just have a nice pool day where he was just going to relax outside. Uh, poor bastard. Big storm front coming through. Tropical Storm Fay. Not intimidating sounding to Tropical Storm Fay. You know, Fay. Fay. My wife's S- grandmother's name. I told her right. last night, Grandma Faye's paying us a visit tomorrow. Grandma Faye. Like, that's not intimidating. Now, I did uh, Google to what this is. So it's tropical storm warnings for parts of New Jersey, but the tri-state area is going to get rained on today. Mm. Uh, flash flood watches. Have you boarded up your windows, Al? No, I don't think uh, that I don't think I'm boarding up the windows type of thing. I don't, a lot of people around here don't even uh, don't or like surprised that it's even happening. Like they well, haven't seen the news. They've seen far worse as well. You're new to that area, so this right. is a first time experience for you. Yes. Yes, it says there could be big waves coming mm. up. So I'll be uh, eyeballing this. Indeed. I'll be locked in the News 12, New Jersey, 10-10 wins. You know, the news where they try to scare you into thinking uh, Hurricane Sandy's coming back through. I'll tell you what, man. You have really just blossomed before our very eyes. How so? You? I just, because I, I always thought of you, you know, the, the, the worrier, the germaphobe, you know, right. that type of thing. And in the last year or so, you just kick caution to the wind. I'm growing up. I love it. I love it. How about this? I even pet a pit bull one day. Wow, that's real personal growth right there. And I won't turn away from a pit bull if I'm walking my dog down the street. If the pit bull looks friendly and it's wagging its tail <laughs> and doesn't have his balls. <laughs> See, that's truly remarkable after yeah. what you witnessed just a few months ago with your uh, famous 911 call. Right. You know, you would just welcome these stranger dogs into your personal space. What threw me off about that 911 call is the German Shepherd was beating up a pit bull. German like I, Shepherds are pretty I would, badass. Man. I would never have seen that happening. I don't know. I mean, they're they're not the prototypical guard dog, maybe the way a pit bull is, but they're very involved with uh, the police departments, are they not? Yeah, they are. And, so uh, they're going to be pretty badass. They're versatile. They help blind yeah. people. They help the police department. Yeah. 
Like a utility player. I like when they do those where they do the practice when they practice with the police dogs and they make somebody put on that big fluffy right, yeah. protective outfit like and then they attacked. <laughs> they give them a running head start in that big thing and then the dog just grabs yeah. them by the arm with a takedown. That's kind of how Joel Embiid looked yesterday uh, getting on the flight to Orlando with the Sixers. Did you see that? He had, I like, did not. He hazmat suit on. He got, <laughs> got out of the car, the full mask, gloves. I swear, the, the white suit, he looked like one of the guys going into the house in E.T. It was crazy. What did he have on his head? He had a full covering, like with the he clear. Did? Yeah, yeah. You Google the pictures; it's out there. Just Google it. And you Google during, it during the break. Uh, by the way, did Joel you get your uh, Did you get your Mets bid in yesterday? I did not get a Mets bid no, in. No. It was probably too high for me. Well, I thought maybe you would have been part of one of these like investor super teams, you know, where they're just like J Lo, as they're called, uh, yeah, J Rod, excuse J -Rod. Me, as they're calling them. You know they they're getting all these these wealthy businessmen involved to make their big uh, their big bid. I thought maybe you would have been in for like a hundy on that. I would have gotten involved with a group who was looking for just like a long list of investors. Right. Yeah. So the Steve Cohen put in a bid for two billion dollars, and then he's going to offer another two billion for SNY. See, that's to me what very shrewd on his on his part, right? Because we know what he offered. Well, here's I'll explain. No he way. offered two point six in February. We know that fell through, right? Right. So now we deal with the coronavirus. The Mets are hemorrhaging, you know, millions <laughs> and millions of dollars. So you knew that the number was going to be lower. However, based on what I'm reading, I guess because of the relationship and the fact that it might be more difficult to get him approved by the other MLB owners, they're saying that whatever the winning, whatever the top bid is that doesn't belong to Cohen, he has to go like 250 mil above that to get serious consideration. Really? So right now, if he's at two billion and and J Rod is at 1.7, right? He's kind of right in that window. So I think for him, he views this as, as, well, you know what? Let me sweeten the pot. I'll give you two for the team, which is kind of where they're valued at probably right now. But I'm going to blow you out of the water on the SNY side, even though to this point, the Wilpons seem like they really don't want to give up the SNY part. It's like he's going to kick in more money on that offer to sweeten the pot and maybe get them to, to finally give up the reins on that. That's the way I viewed it, at least. If I'm Salicata and Moose, I go and ask him for a raise. I'd be like, I'm working for a $2 billion <laughs> TV station. I think they've just knowing some of the guys, you mentioned two of them, a couple other gentlemen yeah. that I know who work there either full-time or part-time. J.J. Or, After are, Dark. Right, J.J. After Dark. James Ward, who used to work at, uh, Ward, in our building. Yeah. Yes. Oh, man. So these, I think these guys are really rooting for this thing to go through because obviously it gives you some – you know, some job security, you would think, right? I mean, you have a new investor coming in loaded with cash. You know, anytime you talk about sales and mergers, you get concerned. But if this guy's coming in and he's willing to pony up two bill for the network, you probably would think it's in pretty good hands. And all of a sudden, you feel a little bit better about your standing. If I'm Sal and JJ and Moose and James Ward, I would like put on nice looking suits today and just do like a Ric Flair walk into the office. <laughs> like we need more cash. That's right. Cash. Those bank accounts, baby. So they said though that the J Rod offer of one point seven billion, that the Wilpons like them better. Yes, Jeff specifically what? would prefer to sell to J Rod. Why? I mean, I'd imagine because of what went down a couple months ago. I mean, I know we read yesterday that, well, they had repaired the relationship to the point where he's involved again, he being Steve Cohen. But maybe I, I think I, the way I read it was this will have more to do with because, I mean, the Mets can accept a bid 
but then it still has to get passed through and approved by the other owners. So maybe the fact that A-Rod is a guy who's been involved in baseball, yes, his reputation in the past hasn't uh, been all that great at times, but it seems like he's repaired it almost to the fullest extent, right? You can't find anybody that says anything bad about him. Um, and they've also got another sports owner involved in that group, the owner of the Florida Panthers, I think kicked in 200 mil for their bid. So maybe maybe the Wilpons feel like, well, you have the sports connection here, and if the bid is in the same ballpark as what Cohen's offering, maybe they'd feel more comfortable going that route. That's just the way I've read it. Every once in a while you'll, you'll hear that when someone's selling a house, like they'll – they'll have a couple bids and you like like let's say you have a real attachment to your house you lived in this house for 40 Mm -hmm. years and you're down your kids have all gone off to school and you're downsizing you may prefer to sell for less to a lovely couple who you see growing up in that house 100 percent better than like a couple of wise asses coming in with more cash to buy your house that are going to be like, we're going to take these walls down. We're going to paint it black. We're going to like, <laughs> we're going to flip it and resell we're gonna, it. Right, yeah. right. We're going to flip it. <laughs> yeah. There's no doubt. I'll tell you this. When um, my wife and I bought our house in Freehold here about five years ago, I'll never forget. It was the first day it was on the market and I was here with the realtor and there was a line to get in. Like we were, Ooh. there was multiple people that were coming through right away. So we knew we had to act fast. So, you know, we put in our offer. I believe we offered whatever the asking price was. And they had multiple offers. And I remember the day I was here, one of the one of the people who was going through was this older gentleman who seemed to be on his own. Like he didn't have any other family with him that was viewing the house. So I don't know if he was just on his own. But my wife and I, on the recommendation of our realtor, who was a, a personal family friend, said, you know, it couldn't hurt to write the family a note and kind of just personalize it a little bit. So that's what we did. Sure enough, they went with us. So we gave, we put the whole angle of young couple, you know, yes. no kids yet, but we want to build our family here. We're from the area. Our parents live nearby. So we gave them all the criteria of, you know, why this was important to us and it worked. So there you go. That's what A-Rod and J-Lo need to do. Bang. They need to come up with a letter today that they can send to the Will Ponds. Listen, I, I played on the Yankees, but I've always been a Mets fan <laughs> growing up. Uh, I get the I get the feeling A Rod already has a bit of a personal relationship with uh, with the Wilpons. That's just really? my my guess. I don't know how how deep, but I mean, the man's heavily involved in baseball. He worked with Jessica Mendoza in the booth. She worked for the Mets. The Brody connection. I mean, there's a lot of. I just feel like there's a lot of networking that probably goes on behind closed doors that we're not even privy to. But we all think Steve Cohen's getting it. Yes. Man, he's certainly. Uh, I feel like the deck is stacked against the other groups. Yeah. Because I mean, this is. I mean, he could just keep dipping further in. It's not like he's at the. Uh, you know, the edge of his of his yeah. uh, his market or his value here, as Boomer pointed out yesterday. I was like, oh, he's worth like ten plus bill, and Boomer quickly turned in 13, 13 bill. <laughs> Get it right, CeeLo. It's thirteen. So, so he's, he's got like, he's got room to go further. Hey, Rod's like, let me see if I got a little extra cash in my pocket. Uh, speaking of the Mets, this was exciting news we got yesterday that there's a multi-part 30 for 30 yeah. coming out on the 86 Mets with uh, Jimmy Kimmel and Cousin Sal as executive producers. Yes, I did. I found that. that. But now, do I, see, I, I know about Kimmel a little bit. Is he a Met fan? I uh, the article be, right? I read said he was a huge Met fan. I, I was going to say, how. I mean, how, could he, how could he not be and then be involved in this? I don't know. I guess for some reason I hadn't, I hadn't thought of him... Um, I don't know. I hadn't seen much about Me him. Me neither. Being, like, I think of Kevin James. 
I think of your boy uh, Jerry Seinfeld. Oh, of course, Seinfeld. Chris Rock. And then who was the? Um, yes, thank you, Eddie. Jim Brewer. Yeah, Jim so Brewer you guys had in quite a bit as the Mets made their World Series run a couple years ago. So those are the names that jump out to me right away. I guess I had missed the Kimmel connection, but that makes sense then that he'd be involved. Yeah. Now so I always fun. I always find it interesting when they go. A lot of never-before-seen footage of the yeah. – Like, who has this footage, and right, where has yeah. it been sitting? <laughs> they said that, and the same thing about the Tiger Woods docuseries <laughs> they announced last night. Never-before-seen footage. Yeah. yeah. But the 86, you would figure, like, SNY's done a ton of different things. I know. We've had it's so a, many different anniversaries. It's not hasn't been covered. Right. Yeah. We've had 10-year anniversaries, 15, 20, 25. Th- we've had so many anniversaries. It's been the one team after the 69 Mets that mm-hmm. everyone – stuck to you know is uh, i was a high school senior at the time when this went on so they say that the behind the scenes footage was this just yeah. in someone's basement yeah i mean i'd listen they have to hook you somehow right i mean the yeah topic i'm certainly, hooked the topic certainly should hook people but they got to give you some little nuggets and then and, and get nuggets. some juice going on it Juicy so i'd imagine nuggets. that never before seen footage it could be crap for all we know right not, not that it's not true but that the content of that footage may not be great, but it yeah. might. The other things might make it great. The things we have seen, the interviews, you know, the way that they narrate the story and whatnot. Um, obviously, the nostalgia for Met fans is an easy grab. Hmm. One of the th- one of the oddest things that there uh, that I've heard about the '86 Met team because that's one of those teams where you hear like all these crazy things that they were making love to women during games. That is impossible. How is it impossible? They're playing games. Yeah. Not everybody's in the game. <laughs> right? I think Daryl Strawberry claims to have. Uh... Probably. We've heard the stories not about even just the 86 team, but what was the year when Ricky <laughs> Henderson was playing poker in the clubhouse during the games? Right? That's different. Al, I mean, you, how you different is it? That, uh... I, you can make the argument that it takes <laughs> longer on. to play poker than, uh, than yeah. to have sex sometimes. Yes. You know? Yeah, right. Al, you should know. <laughs> it it's, can happen very quickly. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Between innings. Or right. pitches. You know, or pitches. Quickie. Express depends. services. Yeah. Depends how slow the pitcher's working. That's right. Or where you know, where you're doing the order. Right? If you made the last out the inning before right. you run in, you know. And remember how and angry right people got at A Rod just for tossing a ball with his phone number on it to a woman in the stands? Yeah, well, a lot's changed since 1986, in case you hadn't noticed. Mm, I guess so. Mm-hmm. And you uh, also mentioned uh, this Tiger Woods documentary that HBO announced. Yes. This will be a two-parter. This is going to air in December. The Mets one, we have no idea when that's airing. That sounds like it's just like a ways away. just been announced that we're yeah. going to start doing something. Now, I'm a Tiger geek. Yeah. Um, so I eat this stuff up. I can't get enough. Um, but... I feel like there's been like four or five specials on him in the last year and a half alone, like on Golf Channel. But do they get um, into like the whole the wife hitting his car? With no, his, now they may in they this. They better with this, right? Or so I'm the other out. the other ones that I've watched have been more about strictly about right. golf, and I feel like they had his approval, and he might yeah. have been a producer. I get the sense this one he may not be as involved in. I don't know. Like I read some of the people that are that that are going to be interviewed that are that are apparently part of it. Yeah. And I don't know. I I I just I have a feeling this one might be happening without him being on board. But his I old his old one. caddy is is involved in it. Yeah, that Steve the, Williams uh, and Rachel Yucatel was that her name? Right? Oh yeah, I, she's I, I in the mix. She's involved. So oh, that tells me awesome. right there that this is this probably does not have the Tiger Woods right. stamp of approval. Now, as a Tiger Woods 
self-professed geek as yeah. you say you are and you love tiger and you'll soak up everything tiger do you want to hear the rachel you could tell stuff in a documentary i want to i will consume and digest as much <laughs> information about tiger woods as as humanly possible yeah that's where i'm at yeah i'm interested in this very much if they're yes. gonna talk about because they they keep talking in the press releases about it the rise and fall so the right. fall the is comeback. that Yes, and then the, the comeback. rise, the fall, and the comeback. So yes, we, the fall is something that has not been covered in depth. I feel like, at least not in some sort of television special. I think there was a book that someone wrote a couple of years ago that came out, which may or may not have, have had his approval either. That might have detailed some of it. I mean, obviously, we had the bombshell stories at the time it was going down. I mean, I remember that vividly. I was still working with you guys behind the scenes, and every morning it was like, okay what's on the front cover, what's on page six, like what other juicy details are coming out now. And that was, wasn't it like right around Thanksgiving time, I think? Yes. Of, uh, it was of actually 09. thanks Thanksgiving night when uh, she chased him down right. with the with the yeah. club and we smacked were like, his uh, car windows. We were like a month removed from the Yankees having won the World Series. We had just moved to the Manhattan Studios. There was a lot going on at the time. Yeah. Yeah. And we had that, that Rachel Yucatel in studio. That's right. That's right. How about I forgot that? about that. Yeah. That's a quality booking right there. Yes, sir. I even have a photo with her. I don't take a lot somewhere? of photos. Fo- I don't have a frame. I don't take a lot of photos with guests, but I was like. Yeah, I know you're very anti that. Tiger Woods, uh, a woman he had an affair with. I'm yeah. in for that. I'm Mistress. in for a photo. Right. On, we also took photos. We also took photos with her. Remember, who was the New York politician? Elliot Spitzer. Oh yeah, who was with uh, who was with a uh, a lady of the evening, and we had her in studio <laughs> too. <laughs> lady of the evening. <laughs> I have a photo with her as well. I might put up a photo collage of me with scandalous women of the sports era. There you go. A whole collage of it. Speaking of, this isn't so much scandalous women, but oh. and and I feel like this kind of got glossed over on Twitter yesterday, and I'd love to get some more information on it. Okay, so I guess. Uh, Brandon Tierney is off this week from Tiki and Tierney on CBS Sports Radio. So Tiki was hosting Solo. A Solo Tiki show. Yeah, Solo Tiki. And something technical must have gone wrong at his home. Okay. And he lives in Jersey, and I guess Snooky from Jersey Shore is like his neighbor (laughs) to the point where he calls her Nicole instead of Snooky. Oh, wow. And I guess... He had to go to her house to finish the show yesterday. He did the show at Snooky's house. Now I think he started at his house, that. and so I, I googled it. No one wrote a story on it, but <laughs> if you go, if you go to Tiki's Twitter Snooky page, Tiki. Just I did the same thing, Alex. Not there. I, I, I promise you. I was, wow. I was. This was part of my show prep this morning. I was looking for Tiki Snooky dirt and what wow. was yesterday. So if you go to his Twitter, okay, um, I think the Tiki and Tierney account had had sent out. Um, something here. Let me get it exactly. It well, how about this? Long Eddie's long. yelling at me to take a break. Let's oh, okay. uh, take a break. When we'll we come get, back, we'll back yeah, we'll, we've got our big research team on this, and we'll have more <laughs> information on Tiki Snooky after the break. Alan Jarrett, social distancing before it was cool. All right, 526 here on The Fan. We're back with the warm-up show. CeeLo's sitting in for Jerry Recco to close out the week. Before we went to the break, I was telling Al how it looked like our buddy Tiki Barber over on CBS Sports Radio yesterday was hosting solo to uh, Brandon Tierney with the day off. And something must have gone wrong at his house in New Jersey. And one of his neighbors is Snooky from Jersey Shore. Oh, yeah. So if you, if you kind of peruse um, Tiki's Twitter account and the Tiki and Tierney Twitter account, and you piece it all together. Looks like mid-show he had some sort of breakdown and he had to go to Snooky's house. 
to finish. Oh yeah, orange yeah. <laughs> and at the end of the day, oh boy, party's here. Later on, he tweets that he actually retweeted our other buddy uh, Zach Gelb, who kind of jumped onto this whole thing. And Tiki says, Nicole, you saved my show. I owe you. So of course, I'm not a Jersey Shore guy, so I guess Nicole is Snooky's real first name. Yeah, Nicole. So if you do some further investigating on the Tiki and Tierney account, you can see there's a couple of videos of Tiki hosting solo from yesterday. And there's one early on where he's got his mic in front of him. It's a nice wide shot. And the background is like, you know, mahogany uh, shelving behind him with all kinds of books and pictures. Rich mahogany. Yeah, exactly. I have many leather-bound books in my apartment. Smells of rich mahogany. And then later on, there's another shot much more close up, almost like he had to grab his laptop and throw it and get the zoom going, kind of the way I do on CBS Sports Network, where I'm right up in your grill. And it's a completely different background. So... I really think he must have just had to pick up, grab his crap, walk out of his house, go over, knock on Snooky's door, and say, "Hey, can I finish off?" Oh my yeah, national... in the jacuzzi, yeah. In the jacuzzi, national radio show here at your house for the next couple hours. He did it in the jacuzzi in the backyard. Incredible. It's t-shirt time. Yep. Yep. Tiki had to put on his t-shirt and go right next door. Cams are here. <laughs> I'm I'm impressed Eddie has all this Jersey Shore oh, stuff. Oh yeah, ready. Oh yeah, no. Oh yeah, wake up, yeah, oh yeah, wake up, yeah. It seems to be just Paulie D for the most part. He's Can the I most admit vocal. something to you? Yeah, Al? I have not watched a second of Jersey Shore ever in my entire ever. Life. Never. Oh, you missed out. You Never. missed out some good stuff. Not for me. I am it's right there with you, Zilo. Not for me. The only reason I know who Snooki is is just because of the the headlines over the years and oh yeah, you know, working in the business and Didn't buddies we have of mine. Her in, like, Al? Probably. We had Snooki in studio one time. She was so afraid to come into the studio i remember she came with her father who was a big fan of the radio station snooki didn't know what was going on here and she didn't know what she was walking into but <laughs> um she ha she ended up having a good time and i uh and how could you not yeah i have a lovely photo of her with Boomer and Craig, and for whatever reason, Craig's wearing a hockey helmet. So I don't know what went on that day. <laughs> and I don't know what her show persona was, Al, but she was so nice. Very sweet. Oh, on the show, she's very sweet. Well, oh, that's okay. good to hear. Now, I, in this photo that the Tiki and Tierney show posted. Yes, the thank it, you. It looks as if uh, Tiki and his wife and Snooki and her husband, Johnny, are at some sort of one of those like. Um, hibachi restaurant. A hibachi. They go to hibachi together. Yes, sir. It says, oh, I would thank love you, to get Snooki, that table. for hosting Tiki for the rest of the show. Ah, the joys of remote broadcasting. There you go. Technical trouble for Tiki yesterday, and they figured it out, right? You do what you got to do. It's like yeah. me sitting on children's furniture. He walked down the street to Snooki's house, finished it off, no problem. Like, what who a would pro. have ever thought that that, like, 10 years ago, if somebody <laughs> told you that that would be a relationship, <laughs> you know, friendly couples, yeah. no one would buy it. In the year 2020, we will have uh, a plague come through, and also Tiki will do a show from Snooky's house. Unbelievable. How about that? Northern New Jersey neighbors. That should have been a bigger story. Like, we should not have had to, had to have dug for that story. I was that should have been covered. I, yeah, I, honestly, I was like, I was kind of trying to be one step ahead of you yeah. today, Al. I was waiting, very anxiously awaiting the show sheet, and it's a great yeah. show sheet today. I'm very excited, much better than yesterday. Yeah. Not because not of you, just the topics. The that better we have. topics, yeah. 
So there were two things that I read, and I was like, oh, this is definitely going to be on Al's show sheet, and we haven't gotten to either of them yet, so perhaps wow. we can do that now. And they were the last two items on your list. because they're kind of items. Yeah, because they're kind of, you know, off-topic, not main sports things. So okay. you've got the New Jersey halts betting on Ukrainian table tennis. Yes. That was a lock. If you want, <laughs> if you want to place your bets on Ukrainian <laughs> table tennis, it is off the sports books here in New Jersey. Can't do it. A lot of Can't things do you it. can bet on in these coronavirus times is they're desperate to get your money. Um, but because there's a there's like a fixing scandal going on. Yeah, that is that that is wild. That is well, wild. some wild stuff. And yeah, specifically, where let me find it? Ukrainian matches, table tennis. Yeah, but specifically, yes. Well, that is specific to begin with. Is that ping pong table tennis? Uh, I believe so. Yeah. Okay. I love the New Jersey Division of Gaming Enforcement instructed yeah. state sportsbooks to suspend betting because of any matches involving six players. After oh. being so, like if. I don't know much about the way they play table tennis in the Ukraine. Yeah, uh, and of quickly, course now I'm sure. all I'm thinking of is, is, is Seinfeld and uh, what was that Risk, right? Was Risk, that the game? Yeah. yeah, the game of the Risk. Ukraine is weak. Yeah, world <laughs> domination. <laughs> so um, <laughs> I don't know how many different variations of table tennis they have in Ukraine. Like yeah. I think of ping pong and I think of one on one, right? One on one, two on two. Six, how about three on th six players? Wow, a three on three. I mean, how else would you? What, what else were we to deduce from six player table tennis? What do you think? Each person gets. Uh, there's a person on each side and more on the side of the table and I'm not Google this behind the to table. See what it looks like. That's why, like when I lived in Florida, you could bet on uh, dog racing, which uh, mm. I, I now have a dog racer. Uh, you could also bet on high lie. I've also adopted a highlight guy. No, what's highlight? Highlight is this game where it's, uh, with that's played with uh, individual human beings, and uh, <laughs> they have like a basket and a ball, and they throw the they throw the highlight ball up against the wall, kind of like racquetball. But they have this big, long, thin basket that they catch it in. But mm. they always had the problem with betting on highlight, much like this Ukrainian table tennis. Is you get to a couple of guys, you could start fixing matches. Which is evidently what happened here in in the Ukraine. Yeah. So I'm seeing I'm seeing um, doubles, like you know, two two people on each side of the table. I'm not seeing anything with six. Can I jump in? We'll have a threesome. <laughs> Jerry loves threesome table tennis. I actually enjoyed that joining a like a threesome. Yeah, oh threesome of God. table tennis. Jerry, poor Jerry. Yeah, Jerry loves that. <laughs> he loves anyway. table tennis with three on each side. So joining a threesome. If you were among the large network of people betting on uh, six-player Ukrainian table tennis as you wake up on this Friday morning. I mean, you've got to have a, a real problem. To Spectacular! Uh, <laughs> I would agree with that. <laughs> I would agree with that. That's like when, this is too old for you, but Eddie will get it and all the old people we have listening to WFN. <laughs> when uh, Laverne and Shirley... And they had Lenny and Squiggy, and they'd always like Squiggy would always walk in when someone would be like, "What type of loser would do that?" And he'd go, "Oh, hello." <laughs> Eddie uses that Sid drop the same way. I'd be like, "What sort of degenerate loser would bet on ta Ukrainian table tennis?" Eddie, I thought he was going to hit it again. Me too. Yeah. He uses it well with, a, and a lot of he, he uses does. your he he uses the Russo Al Hughes at the Al perfect Hughes, times. Yes. Sid, Evan, when it comes to net stuff, I mean, the and we like perfect. Sid, and, right, and we exactly. like him. And we like him. Yeah, exactly. I do like Sid, of course.
course. And the other one that was on your list, which yeah. has nothing to do with sports, the sports Robert talk. De Niro story. Yeah, I did dig a little deeper. You talking to me? You talking to me? Mm-hmm. We're talking about you, Robert De Niro. That's right. We uh, The headline said, Robert De Niro says coronavirus has decimated his finances. Right. Decimated. Not so much. I dug a little deep into this. It turns out he... I think he just wants a little cutback in his alimony payments, che- and then, which I checked out, by the way. So uh, a woman he was married to and has uh, two children. On and off. Apparently. I, I didn't realize this. Oh, a big like on a and long, off one? A long-winded, yeah. They, um, they're on and off since 1997, filed for divorce in 2018, but they were previously divorced in 99 and patched things up in 2004, at which point there was a prenuptial agreement. So mm. this is quite the up and down roller coaster ride Pre-dub. relationship. Yeah, exactly. So uh, Robert De Niro, he wants to. He says, uh, you know, with the coronavirus, he's he owns Nobu, the sushi, the sushi place. Indeed. Uh, and, and he Greenwich owns Greenwich Hotel. Yeah, Greenwich Hotel. He says he's you know they're losing three million dollars a month. Blah blah blah. So he wants to cut back his. Uh, she has an allowance on an American Express card. Of $100,000 a month. Unbelievable. He wants to cut that back to $50,000 a month. Half that bad boy. <laughs> <laughs> wow. If you had a prepaid credit card for hundred k a month, oh, baby. Not bad. Not bad at all. Yeah. I need all well, my meals out. She, well, of course. She um, <laughs> previously estimated his net worth at like 500 mil. So yeah. in that lens, hundred grand Ooh. a month is not much. You yeah. Know? That's nice, though. Yeah. So I mean, that happens sometimes too with them. When a man marries a a rich woman, the man it works both ways. The man could get a nice sweet alimony. I'll use yeah, that's what I'm hoping for one day. A nice sweet alimony check. So they're going through this divorce process, and she's looking for half. And this she like filed half. some emergency uh, emergency order uh, to get the credit card limit restored. To, to this is an emergency. Grand. I need one hundred thousand right. dollars this month for exactly. my credit card bills. And I love this line. She said that she and their children had been banned from an upstate compound where De Niro was staying oh, during no. the pandemic. Of course, when I hear De Niro and compound, I mean, you can't help but think of The Godfather, obviously. So No wonder why De Niro's been doing all those terrible movies lately. Just because he has <laughs> owes this ex-wife uh, cash. Cash! Dude, dude, did you read? That's what his lawyer's essentially saying. Like, oh, this 76-year-old robust man here's a, couldn't retire even if he wanted to because right. he can't afford to keep up with his lifestyle expenses. Oh, yeah. Good He's Lord. very busy. Man, hmm. wild stuff. All right. That was weird. That is some weird, yeah, wild, weird stuff, wild stuff, as Johnny Carson might say. All right, let's take a break here. When we come back, what is my next topic here for you, Seal? Well, let me scan it's a down. a long list today, Al. you got a lot, got a lot of choices. Lot, got a lot of qualities. has got a lot of quality entertainment here. It's too much to even tease properly. <laughs> I mean, I would tease it's too much. Come back for all of it. Come back for all of it. Uh, After Eddie takes it away here. Alan Jerry, now offering contact-free delivery. All right, 543 on this Friday morning here on The Fan. It's the warm-up show. CeeLo sitting in for Jerry Recco. Of course, Al Dukes alongside. A little bit of a different vibe than a week ago when we had the Jerry and Al five-hour extravaganza leading into July 4th weekend. Flash forward to today, this Friday, we've got this tropical storm Faye coming in. Yeah. So we hope that Al down the shore there will be uh, just fine today along with all the other 
uh, residents of the tri-state area. Oh, absolutely. Now, I don't know when I'm supposed to walk my dog if mm. there's a tropical storm out because she doesn't appear to care when it's raining. Like oh, well, a lot of, of dogs, not. a lot of dogs, they don't want to go out when it rains. My really? Sis- yeah, my sister has a dog that will like hibernate all day long if it's raining out. Like, so they just not hold it? Go. Hold it in nature. Huh. This dog will go out smelling smelling the flowers like See, with a downpour as if nothing's going on i figure they go out they get wet they just come in and shake it off all over your house and they move on with their day right well Isn't i'll have that a, what normally what they would do normally i'll have a what i do is i'll have a towel ready for when we walk yes, in and i cover it with the towel and i wipe her paws hmm. it's a whole thing all right so i got that to look forward to today which is nice then you got to pick up uh, the the poop while it's pouring rain on it. Like it's just it's a bad scene. Don't some people put down the pads in their house? Like doesn't G do that, or is that just when you're like essentially training a dog? I, um, I, it depends. If you have a tiny dog, this dog's sixty pounds. I can't be putting down a weeding <laughs> pad. It'd be, what a scene it would be <laughs> in here. You'd need something a little thicker, more yeah, insulated. No. no, that's right. if you have one of those little wuss dogs, you right? Know. That you carry around in your pocketbook. I have yeah. a man's dog. I'm a man. I have a man's dog. You okay. know what I'm saying, CeeLo? I, I understand. Yes. Men have manly dogs. Right. Uh, the Washington Warriors looks like it's going to be the name of the former, what we know, what we grew up with, the Washington Redskins. That's very offensive. So we're <laughs> going to get Washington Warriors, I believe. That. Now, this is one uh, l- l- earlier in the week. Jerry Recco loves this one. He, he loves, loves Warriors. Yeah, he loves Washington Warriors. It it does. I mean, listen, it flows nicely. You still kind of have that same vibe, but you could you could see that whatever logo they come out come up with fitting mm-hmm. in with the color scheme that they have and the one that we're accustomed to. Right. So that that to me makes some sense. I mean, look, I know we've got the Warriors in the NBA, but they're on the other coast. It's different colors. Um different sport obviously and they don't have an so, actual warrior as a logo they have the golden gate bridge that's right yeah so if they could come up it's, with some badass warrior logo to slap on the helmet there with the burgundy and the gold that, yeah. that might work out just fine what if we use donald trump's head <laughs> <laughs> then you'd have all kinds you have a whole different type of protests on your hands <laughs> imagine if we if like nfl players had to put on a helmet that had donald trump's head on the yeah, side <laughs> it'd be a lot of guys uh Giving up their jobs, I think. Yeah. <laughs> and the uh, Washington uh, franchise has announced they're going to use Donald Trump's head on the side of their oh helmets. The players are very angry. Or they could just do it. could be rotating. Whoever the sitting president is, they could just swap right. out each you know, every four like. years or eight right. years and throw that gentleman's or, or right. lady's na- uh, face likeness mm-hmm. on the helmet. I think that's a great idea. It's All in right. the nation's capital. Uh, Cam Newton. Now, this is this one line. To, uh, I've got two little lines here about Cam Newton, and and one concerns me. <laughs> They're very different. They're very different. The first one, <laughs> Cam Newton wants to stick it up everyone's butt. He said the other way, but I don't. I don't like that word. Oh, with, okay. with the Patriots. Yeah. And then the next line I have here it says Cam Newton begins studying Patriots quote calculus like playbook. That makes me nervous. Does it? Like, it makes me nervous if I'm a Patriot fan and, and he thinks the playbook looks like calculus because well, that, that sounds confusing to isn't me. Isn't that calculus. akin, though, to when guys change teams? And I'm, Boomer, I'm sure, will shed more light on this for us in about uh, 15, 20 minutes or so. Yeah. Or later today when we get past the Mets stuff. But when you switch teams, they always talk about how sometimes it's like learning a foreign language because it's a new system and the different verbiage. So he he went with the math reference, but I feel like usually it's like ah, oh, it's like learning a new language, and then, you know some of the concepts are the same, but it's worded a different way. So I feel like these guys are always talking about when they switch systems and they move into something that's completely different than what they're used to, that it's an adjustment. Now I don't know if Cam Newton, because of his injuries, can still 
you know, kind of, uh, how do you call it? Like uh, when, when guys, um, they don't really follow the play, they they improvise. What word am, improvise. Yes. Like, you know, like when we heard. it breaks down, they yeah. extend the play. Like remember, we heard like Michael Vick even said, had he learned if he if he decided to study, he would have been like an even more incredible quarterback. But yeah. he would just kind of run around and then wing it. Right, the natural ability, the God-given yeah. talent, got yeah. Him I think if you're a quarterback who can still run around, like Patrick Mahomes could probably not learn the playbook and just run around and <laughs> wing it. Maybe Cam Newton can do that. I don't know if his injuries prevent that, but that's what I would do if I was a quarterback. I'd be yeah. like, listen. This is it's too much to the thing with the injury. Some guys, though, just when you're built like that, I mean, he may not be as fast and mobile as he once was because. And by the way, one of the injuries was to his shoulder. So, yes, he had the foot injury that he had the surgery on, which is the most recent injury. Um, But I mean, I look at a guy like Roethlisberger, who's not exactly fleet of foot. He's late in his career. He's had his share of injuries. It's just some guys just have that ability to kind of slide away, get away. They're very tough to bring down. And I feel like the way Newton's built, I mean, he is just, I mean, he looks like he's put together in a, in a, in a laboratory somewhere, you know? So, and if he's really as motivated as he says he is, and we've seen the workout videos, I mean, his body looks like he's in great shape. uh, And you combine that with the knowledge and the creativity and the just advancements and the overwhelming knowledge that the Patriots have and what Josh McDaniels might put in place. I mean, I'm sure that they're going to tailor their system more to his skills. That's what the Patriots do. So, I mean, they're coming off having one of the most immobile quarterbacks in recent memory. And now, yeah, I mean, this isn't like you're putting Lamar Jackson back there, but this guy definitely has more escapability than Tom Brady does. So there's a lot of different things. I think it opens things up for them. Oh, it opens up some schemes, CeeLo. That's right. That's right. Uh, NFL players uh, are laughing at the NFL for their proposed post-game coronavirus rules. Yeah. Uh, so they're letting players smash into each other, tackle each other, get in each other's faces, breathe in each other's faces rub on up against each other, <laughs> share sweat, and that sort of thing. But after the game, you cannot swap jerseys as they or don't want to. Or go within sp- six feet of another player, right? Or go <laughs> right, or go within six feet of another player that you've yeah. been smashing all day. Would seem to be a little contradictory, just a tad. Yeah, so, you know, I was just thinking, like, the linemen. Those guys are just going to be eating each other's faces all game. The linemen, the quarterbacks could have put their hand. I mean, I know a lot of a lot of snaps are shotgun these days, but there oh, still are shotgun. quarterbacks that go under center. And, you know, Boomer's told hands. his stories about – being under center many times, stank hands. Can get a little, get a little nasty down there. Yeah, for sure. So oh, I would go. Uh, I'd be like Kurt Warner. I'd wear those gloves. Yeah, Eli so was doing that late in his career. Yeah, at least on, on one of the hands, he was a one glove guy. A little I Michael think, Jackson look. I think Peyton Manning did that too. Yes. You get a little older, you yeah. you don't have as much uh, pliability with your fingertips, right. and you need the gloves on. Need a little more tackiness there. You need the, tackiness the in the hands. I've always found it odd when guys swap jerseys anyway. What are you doing with all those jerseys? Like that a lot of them, they frame them. They sign them, and guys put them up in their houses. I've I've seen guys really? do that. Yeah, they do. Not everyone, but some of them do. Or they like to, having been in uh, NFL locker rooms within the last five years, Al, they like to hang them up in their locker stalls. So uh, throughout the season, by the end of the season, it's like a very colorful collection they'll have oh. hanging in their lockers of all the jerseys they've accumulated. What they but do with them after that, I, I don't know. They're unlaundered, though, right? I think so. So your locker these, must get pretty stank I by mean, the end the of the lo- year. Listen, they, they, I think they do a night, considering the sport and all the sweat. I mean, 
and hockey's like this too. I think they do about as good a job as they can these cl- these clubhouse and locker room attendants. But For there's only it. there's only so much you can do. I mean, it, you walk in there, you you know that you're not in the spa. I'll put it right. that way. So, and that's definitely the case in in a hockey dressing room as well. When I don't like to wash my jeans often because I hate stiff jeans. Yeah, what jeans. are you like? Uh, how, how many time? How many wears are you yeah. at now before you? Who Five, knows? six. When it, when it feels like it, that when okay. I, when I go, hmm, I don't remember washing these. Now, are you? See, I'm. Th- oh. I'm sorry to cut. Why don't you make your point, and then I'll I'll follow back uh, with my you know question what? about jeans and you. Eddie's yelling at me to take oh. a break. We'll right, take then. a break. We'll get really in depth about breaks. jeans, about jeans and Febreze on the other side of the break, <laughs> and then a Boomer and Geo at the top of the hour. And Al, it's oh, Amy. Amy Lawrence has a terrific <laughs> sports minute. And if you give me one moment, I'm going to get it. I know it has to do with uh, college sports. Hold on. It's loading. Oh. Uh, um, Amy Lawrence on the Big Ten decision to have conference-only schedules for fall athletics. Dun-dun-dun. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry. The superheroes of WFAN. All right, 558, a couple minutes away from Boomer and Geo here on this Friday morning. CeeLo in for Jerry Recco. Al Dukes, fire away. Let's finish it up. I did get a uh, direct message on Twitter that says, uh, Snooky and Tiki live around the block from me. They live a few doors away from each other. By the way, Tiki runs in yoga pants. <laughs> nice nice inclusion I mean, there. I mean... What I are think we doing? I think I've actually seen him um, come into the studio maybe after a workout in yoga pants. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, Plus he's a he's yoga the, pants done guy. Ma- he's done marathon, so I think I've seen him in the the running. Hey, time. Yankees and Mets fans! Ooh, before fans. the 2020 season gets underway on July 23rd, we've got a preseason Subway Series preview.